Hey there, fellowship. Welcome to this week's episode. Before we get going, have you heard about Anchor by Spotify? Well, if you have an idea for a podcast and an audience that you think will listen, Anchor by Spotify is the right choice. You can record, you can edit, and you can distribute your podcast to all the major platforms all on your phone or your computer. Everything you need in one place. The Anchor app or anchor.fm. So go to those places right now. Record your voice. We want to hear it. And welcome to this episode of the Pretty Neat Podcast. I wonder if there are so many people watching Power Slap that TBS is now not working. <laughs> the TBS crashed. It's possible. Yeah, that's that's definitely not the case. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty confident. Okay. But you know, uh, as we uh as you guys are talking about it, I'm gonna pull it up on my Hulu feed. So we we don't get it until 10 p.m. tonight. Oh motherfucker. I know, right? <laughs> it it makes sense, but you know, it makes sense that like you guys wouldn't have it on the West Coast until 10. It's semi-adult. Whereas here, central time, it's nine. Like give it to us. At nine. They're just fucking open hand clobbering each other. Yeah. yeah. How how is it semi-adult run? You know, <laughs> well, they don't have their tits out. <laughs> so right. it, it, this is like power slap after dark. I don't call them teen. I don't call them teenagers, dude. Fr- Francis them- is joining that, but he's not using his hands. Boom. Oh. <laughs> it's TV 14, and I don't like the term teenager. Those are semi-adults. Who gave him who gave him a Louisville slugger? What the the fuck is that oh, God. <laughs> oh man it's time for the pretty neat Oh, more news. Wow. We've just we're just getting fucking sprayed in the face with UFC fights. <laughs> what? What? Uh Piotr Jan and Marab Divashvili are gonna fight in March. No, they're please not. let that be a fight night. Oh yeah. Yes, right. March eleventh. Oh fuck. That's... I am that's the day I'm going to uh team USA baseball against someone in Phoenix uh for the World Baseball Classic. Oh, so you'll be you will be busy. What a headliner for a fight night. No, I'll probably be back in time to catch that. Um, where where was this news? Headline. It's I'm looking at it on ESPN. It's as of about Well, this says 9:28 p.m. Pacific time. Well, that can't be right. Is Oh, it's from yesterday. Late like late last night. Oh, okay. Wow. That's what awesome. A perfect headliner for a fight night dear lord the ufc just can't i mean do you have any initial thoughts on Piotr jan and marab devalish feely i think we're gonna learn a lot that's my first thought we're gonna about learn a lot both. about one of those two guys and maybe both right maybe we're gonna learn that jan's window is closing and devalish feely may just be a matter of time mm-hmm yeah and Marab has really just come in with with such momentum that kind of was halted in his fight. Uh, shit, who was it that he fought where he got rocked pretty early on? Marab? 
Yeah. Was it Jose Aldo that he decisioned? Yes, I gotta, I in should... August. Uh, okay, yeah. And like, it kind of slowed him down a little bit. But I mean, everyone slows down when you run into Jose Aldo's leg kicks. Mm-hmm. Uh, and just him in general. Yeah, that but was a decision shit. victory from our... I and they're both like pressure forward guys. Mm-hmm. Oh, that's gonna be a banger. My yep. money's initially on Jan. I feel like he really have the more accurate striking, but but Marab is a fucking tornado. Okay, he's a tornado. Um, God. because I can't ignore it, and it I'm is trained. a big red. Yeah. It is a big red headline, uh, on the top of the UFC's ranking website. Uh, as we speak, I believe is the uh, slap fight, slap league premiere. Thank you. Do you have any any initial thoughts on this? Are you going to watch? You going to pay attention? Only that I forgot to turn it on in the background while we spoke mm-hmm. tonight. So thank you for the reminder. Uh, no, I, I have no thought. TV I have over here. <laughs> no problem. I have. I have no thought on the athleticism or competitive value of slap league Mm -hmm. i want to watch it purely for my own entertainment uh and that's all happy new year to you sorry i'm trying to get the (laughs) that's just the the channel that came up i'm trying to get (laughs) power slap league up here where i can see it it's on tbs isn't that right yeah it is I think that we have someone's TBS account no, here. No free shout outs, <laughs> although this says it's the Big Bang Theory that's on. Yeah, yeah. You, you know what? Not a bad show, the Big Bang Theory. No, no, not Young Sheldon, also not not unfunny. Okay, uh, I haven't seen that. I was going to say, while you looked up the your Slap League situation. Woo! Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I can't believe I'm watching this and you need so, to be watching it. So too. you've got Power Slap League up. Yeah. So okay, okay, then I need to do the polite thing and stream it. Nah, it's all right. <laughs> oh my god. I'll check it out later. I'll even get my other camera up and just point it at the TV. Um yeah, it's on right now. Um I don't Are think... they are they doing slapping? Yeah, they're doing slapping. Okay. Rob Perez and Ryan Phillips are currently in round three. Whoa. Uh Ryan Phillips has about 20 seconds left before he does his three, two, one slap. This is and fucking and he's wild. lining up right now. There's okay. the three, there's the two. Here's mm-hmm. the slap. Hard knocked rot knocked Rob Perez back about two steps. Good they have Lord. a they have a uh a, a uh what appears to be like a a pool noodle that each one they each have one one's blue yeah, one's red it. behind their back and they're holding it it's good for gripping that way they make sure that they don't block uh unintentionally right uh but man ryan phillips if this is this first slap is gonna this sorry third slap is probably gonna put him on his ass because he was on chicken legs after the second slap okay i'm it- into this <laughs> Oh, we can apply to join Power Slap. Oh my gosh. That was good. Wow. Why do you want to be a Power Slap fighter or a slap fighter? And then you just, there's a text box. I, I, this is weird. This is wild. Okay. The only thing that I think is maybe in poor taste is that having Dana White judge every slap. Is he? 
and provide commentary on every slap. There yes. is, is John Anik doing it too? Uh, I haven't seen John Anik yet. Um, the ref, though, uh, what's his name? It's Herzog. It's yeah, that's Herzog. Thank you, Jason Herzog is the ref. Unanimous decision winner. Uh, it's got to be Rob. One-eyed they have wolf. Judges. <laughs> yep, Rob the one-eyed wolf has won the first ever power slap fight this on American is broadcast TV. <laughs> absolutely absurd, and yet uh, it is. It is a, the only thing. What a watch America along right now. So we went to Walmart the other mm. day usual mm-hmm. couple last minute things it's the closest you know grab what it. you need they also have cards there okay cards and uh the blasters the ufc box ones about 30 bucks a box came out uh just a few weeks ago they had some i was like oh well, my wife's like grab one you know been working hard mm-hmm. treat yourself maybe you'll get lucky and I open it and literally in the first pack in which there are there are six packs. None of the other cards were good, mind you. But the first pack, uh, number 38 of 49. Ooh, red autographed Johnny Walker. OK, who's fighting this weekend? Yes, he is. Beautiful card. Testify. Beautiful card. It is on eBay right now. OK, um, ungraded, is, I'm sure. Ungraded, but mm-hmm. I am probably grade uh i'd probably i would it depends if it's psa it could be graded a 10 it's oh. damn near perfect okay uh, but if you were gonna do it like Beckett, it nah, i mean not like you would anyway but uh it's pretty darn good card so i listed it up there i think it'll probably sell for like 30 or 40 bucks um but uh yeah so ryan uh hey hello <laughs> hello sorry guys Having some uh, technical difficulties. We've been power slapping and palavering. There's the title of your episode. (laughs) Power slapping and palavering. (laughs) Ryan, do you know what a palaver is? I didn't. Uh, It's an unnecessarily elaborate (laughs) or complex procedure. Yes, it is. And read the historical definition. Uh, Okay. It's okay. I already did. (laughs) Yeah. We got dang it, my my TBS signal went dead. This is so terrible. I wonder he, if there are so many people watching Power Slap that TBS is now not working. The, the TBS crashed. It's possible. Yeah, that's that's definitely not the case. <laughs> are you sure? <laughs> I'm pretty confident. Okay. But you know, uh, as we uh as you guys are talking about it, I'm gonna pull it up on my Hulu feed. So we we don't get it until 10 p.m. tonight. Oh, motherfucker. I know, right? <laughs> it, it makes sense. But, you know, it makes sense that, like, you guys wouldn't have it on the West Coast until 10. It's semi-adult. Whereas here, Central Time, it's 9. Like, give it to us at 9. They're just fucking open hand clobbering each other. Yeah. yeah. How How is it semi-adult? Run, you know, <laughs> well, they don't have their tits out. <laughs> so, right. <laughs> This is like power slap after dark. I don't call them teen. I don't call them teenagers, dude. Fr- Francis them- is joining that, but he's not using his hands. Boom. <laughs> it's TV fourteen, and I don't like the term teenager. Those are semi adults. Who gave him? Who gave him a Louisville Slugger? What the fuck is that? Oh, good God. 
Oh, Welcome man. to this episode of the Pretty Neat Podcast. Where yeah, if you're still about... listening. <laughs> <laughs> where we talk about UFC and other pretty neat things like mm-hmm. uh, like Na- uh, Francis Ngannou's Nashville Slugger. Yeah, and, Louisville. Uh... Louisville, how fucking dare you? <laughs> <laughs> Why did I say Nashville? I don't know. Is it? It is Louisville. Louisville, mm-hmm. Louisville. Kentucky. Uh, I, uh, neat. I'm Aaron. Old Hickory would have also been appropriate there. <laughs> yes. Francis Ngannou's <laughs> old Hickory. Out of control. <laughs> yeah, that's Dom over there. Ryan, did you see the big fight announcement from last night? Uh, we talking about uh-huh. the real one? Yeah. What we... it, it was last night. Last night? Mm-hmm. The... No, Piotr Jan Morabdavalishvili. Uh yes, I did. I did see that. Is that? I mean, that's a big fight. It's Marab. a good fight night. Yep, it's it is headlining a fight, a fight night. night. Mm-hmm. So I guess March eleventh. I guess we know that Piotr is not leaving the UFC, at least not for the immediate future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which is good. I mean, the bantamweight division is even that much better with him in it yeah. just for intrigue. Yeah. So I'm into it. I like, uh, give me Marab. Oh, give me some of that Devolish Billy. Yeah. I just, yeah. I, I've got Marab here too. Yeah. Why? Why? I think he's better. <laughs> That's a good reason why I, I, yeah. I initially like Jan. I think Jan will, will provide a, an accurate, ability to counter Marab because they're both so aggressive and I I think that that's good but uh, you know what fuck all everything I just said because Marab trains with Aljo and who better to be a training partner with if you're going to fight Peter Peter Young is probably fucking Aljamain that would be the guy yeah so plus Marab is you know a a non-stop force and and Peter Jan is in his last fights has come out starting slower in the opening rounds. And then he pours it on the late rounds. I don't think you can do that against Marab with his high level cardio mm-hmm. pressure attack going for, let's say, you know, something like 50 takedowns in a three round. Well, it'll be a five round fight. So I like him. I like him. Or I like him to, uh, to get it done. Nice. I, I can, I can see that. I can see that. Do we, let me ask you guys this. I'm just going to say it. Do we really have, how much is there to re-recap? I feel like the the news post-fight of all the other stuff has completely overshadowed the first fight night event. What do you, do you guys agree with that? What do you think? Yeah. I mean, the only thing I'd say is most of the things that we picked were wrong. Well, if you're me, let me tell you guys how my Saturday went. <laughs> In fact, you know some of how my Saturday went because I was sending you guys screenshots of what I was doing. <laughs> and at one point in time, I, I must have had a sour look on my face because my wife goes, did you lose? And I said, babe, it's not that I lost. It's that I got every single pick wrong. Every single one except for the, I had the Chargers at plus three and a half. Even that <laughs> felt like a loss given how that game went. But Yeah. Couldn't have been further off. Yeah, I was, uh, you know, I, I feel you on that one. 
pretty, pretty distant, disheartening to say the I least. I don't think I've ever had a complete miss on an actual bet, but I can definitely say I've picked DraftKings lineups that were where I missed every fight, like six fights, which yeah. is like the equivalent of a six fight parlay, right? Yeah, pretty um, close. Ex- and like, damn, that's a bummer. But it felt, it felt, it didn't feel like we were wrong. <laughs> Until all the fighters uh, that I picked started losing. That's true. That's it's they did go exactly how they were gonna and go. And really, it was is it Carlos Hernandez? Is that his first name? Uh yes, it is Carlos Hernandez. It was how uncompetitive he looked, and then he just got so choked out. <laughs> it was like, <laughs> oh, oh, this is gonna be a bad betting day for me. And so I <laughs> and, and do you know what guys it was? It was. It was pretty um, bad. Well, I'm hey. thankful that we, we have Ryan here to help us with 283 for some PMP picks. I mean, well, I we were, a... all, we're all in kind of consensus around some of those picks <laughs> that ended up being incorrect. So, Oh, yeah. my God. Sean Strickland looks so much better than any of us thought. <laughs> I kept, he like, really... glancing at it being like, what? What's happening? How is he yeah. not... Because what I did, so I, after I had lost all my bets, I put money on the Chargers to win the game, which I felt good about. This is before it started, and just Imovov. That was a two, a two bet parlay. And I felt pretty decent about that, and I felt really good about it when it was twenty seven seven or whatever the fuck it was. Yeah. And then I was watching the fight and watching the Jaguars just play Madden against the Chargers. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" And I'm not drinking, so it was like, you know. Harder to process. I don't know. It was a, it was not a great day for me. Is really what I'm saying. Yeah. After that game, I was like, "Fuck it, I should just have a drink right now." Yeah. But I didn't. Good. I didn't. But it was the one of the first things I thought about. It's like, fuck this. <laughs> do we um, do we want to talk about my 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 message? Oh yeah, yeah. Your uh, your Nostradamus like i just here's the thing i did not predict it right i want to be clear i didn't say it was going to happen i have had two of these football calls like this in like recent history i think i told you guys about one when it was 28 3 uh falcons patriots in the super bowl um Mm -hmm. aaron and i have a mutual friend who can Mm -hmm. vouch i said to everybody in the room uh like early in the third quarter when the falcons blew their second time out i was like that's gonna come back and bite them in the ass and then it did yep I it it ju- there was a play I can't remember which one it was sometime late in the second quarter and I remember thinking oh this has this has Chargers meltdown written all over it and uh sure as shit and I actually I wish it hadn't gone that way oh it's fine I mean they would have just been decimated by the Chiefs the following week and that's fair know, there's some there's some change that happened from it. They they fired yeah. their offensive coordinator. Yeah. Well, uh, I would love to see them hire somebody who's going to be way more aggressive throwing the ball downfield since they have somebody who can. Well, but so let me ask you this: so they were up by three touchdowns, and Staley was still throwing the ball. They were still throwing the ball heavily. Yeah, they didn't try to run the ball in the second half, which was a concern. Mm-hmm. When they got the muff punt, and they yeah. couldn't convert that into a touchdown, that was in yeah. the second quarter. They yeah. had to settle for a field goal. That might have been the play. 
Yeah. Then that's, I texted that's you tough. after. Yeah. That's tough. I could tell by your text exchanges that it was madness happening. Do, do you think they should fire Staley? Um no. Okay. <laughs> no, I'm I'm not a proponent of firing somebody. This is what this was his second year as the head coach. Mm-hmm. You got to give somebody at least three years. I agree. Bring in, bring in their people, build the I culture, the style of football they want to play. But with the talent they have on the outside, their quarterback, who they're now going to have to give a massive extension to. And, and his... justifiably, there's no concern with oh, that. Oh, yeah. No, he he needs to get one, right? You uh-huh. don't let somebody like that go. Absolutely not. And building around uh, what he does, like he has an arm that he can throw it 65 plus yards in the air without an issue. But yet he had what they say. He had the third lowest average yards per attempt. Um, this season, not in the playoff game, third lowest and in the whole league. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yards per attempt was very low. And this was a, a decrease from the year prior as well, which kind of leads to is that play calling because they have outside talent. Keenan Allen's great possession receiver. Yeah. Mike Williams is huge, right? He's the guy that you mm-hmm. throw the ball up to at the at, at down the field. Mm-hmm. They had a speed guy in Jalen Guyton. Unfortunately, he tore his ACL. He's your speed guy. Jordan Palmer was a good third receiver. They have a six eight tight end that they could be doing a bunch of jump balls too, but they didn't do that. Uh, Austin Eckler, Austin Eckler had, he had the most receptions on the team and he's the running back. (laughs) That's a problem. I mean, discount the fact that Keenan Allen and Mike Williams were hurt for multiple weeks through the, throughout the year, but he had the most receptions on the team. So what does that mean? You're, you're throwing a lot of underneath routes, wheel routes, screens. You're not pushing the ball down the field. Mm-hmm. That's a problem. Now, the 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 contrarian would say they lost their all-pro left tackle early in the season to a torn bicep, and they were playing with a six-round rookie on the left side, his blind side. Mm-hmm. Okay. Does that mean you have to change your whole offensive scheme, or do you just add more protection for him to be able to throw the ball downfield? Because that's what he's really good at. That's, I mean, that's, mm. that's I don't my, think in my opinion, I don't think in the NFL anything is that simple because as soon as you start, what they have to do, they t- always talk about like the way they disguise coverages and blitzes and whatnot. Because if you just put an extra tight end over there, every defensive coordinator in the NFL and 98% of the right ends on the other side of the ball are going to realize what you're doing and they're going to, you're going to get away with it for one play and then they're going to take it away from you. Um, Staley, not an offensive minded guy. Right. And I think you got to go find some, you know, who's the, the Dolphins head coach, uh, Mike McDaniels. Yeah. You got to go find an offensive mind like that. I think that is a quarterback's coach somewhere and just turn the offense over to him entirely. Um, You know, you, you're right. You have a, you have a a a literal brick of solid gold in Justin Herbert. That that is that is the equivalent 
of that is it's a truckload of bricks of gold actually he is as talented <laughs> as any quarterback in the league i'm not even just saying it he is yeah, yeah. When you're, you're, I didn't know the yards per attempt stat. That's interesting. It just tells you they don't throw the ball down the field. But I would imagine San Francisco's yards per attempt, they're not throwing the ball down the field either. And they've got some guys that make fucking plays as much as I hate them. So you can overcome it. Um, but they have very, very, San Francisco, one of the things I have to respect about them is they have some very creative play calling, right? When the Rams are healthy, they have creative play calling too. But you can get away with a shorter or like, mid-length passing game if you can be a little more creative on offense i just i don't know who was calling the place for the chargers but it didn't seem like they had a whole lot of creativity it was the offensive coordinator joe lombardi and, that, and that's the thing who I, is who is no longer no longer the offensive coordinator they fired him and the quarterbacks coach so you know same thing looking for a new offensive scheme obviously when you do that you put yourself in a position to have somewhat of a regression you don't know the system as well so you don't know the the next layer intricacies or well, you know lu- the ad- lucky for reads. whoever they hire he has from that moment until august to figure it out right like there's plenty <laughs> of time well that's what i'm saying but think about who's a good example of a quarterback who came out of the came out of college supremely talented Oh, Daniel Jones, right? Daniel Jones. He just, they won a playoff game over mm-hmm. the weekend. Giants quarterback. Yeah. Three or four years in the league has had three different offensive coordinators, multiple yeah. schemes every single year. And that guy looks like he can play. He can throw the ball. He can run. He's ultra competitive. Everything you would want to be in, in a young quarterback. Um, maybe some decision-making. Obviously, he's not on the same level as, as Justin Herbert. But what I'm saying is, he didn't have the advantage of being in a system where he can know the playbook inside and out, know every single read and know what the tendencies are going to be in certain situations. One of the knocks on Justin Herbert has been that he's too quick in making his reads. They've commented that he can go through a progression where somebody or maybe a more experienced quarterback would stay on the primary or secondary read to let his guys get open. And he's just, read, 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 read. And then he ends up uh, checking it down, which maybe that's, maybe that's a a byproduct of his O-line, his O-line, his thought process. I'm not sure, but it's, it's a concern, right? Um, Yes. Because you want to be able to utilize that talent and they're, they're not. Um, I think Jared Goff is a really good example of what you're talking about a guy who has all the tools, but in the wrong system looks like a complete disaster. And then in the right system, whether that's with Sean McVay, or whoever the coach of the lions is now can sort of showcase those tools, you know? Yeah. Mm. Um, let's do football picks really quick. I know everybody loved that segment last time because <laughs> um, of how many we got right. So, well, actually we didn't get that many. No, well, maybe we did. Uh, Jacksonville, Casey. KC. Mm-hmm. New York and Philly. Philly. Maybe a little upset potential there, but I agree with you. Cincinnati and Buffalo, that's that's the best game of the weekend right there. That's the best game. I Great White Buffalo. Great White Buffalo. I uh <laughs> that's tough. I I, I want to say the Bills because I think they can they could they could boat race just about anybody if they limit their mistakes. 
And the reason why I'm a little hesitant is because they make a lot of self-inflicted mistakes, turning the ball over, mm-hmm. fumbles, interceptions. Uh, but when they're on point, they're they're going to put up 40 on just about everybody. Um, I also think there was a little bit of false sort of Mike McDaniels knows that team so well. I think he had an advantage that uh, uh, is it Zach Taylor, the coach of the Bengals. I think yes, Zach um, Taylor does does not. I mean, he they play each other a lot, but he doesn't he doesn't have that that level of knowledge of the way they operate. So um, give me Buffalo there too, and then another good one, Dallas, San Francisco, San Francisco. Um, but that mm-hmm. also has the potential for Dallas to win. Again, right? Dallas has that stigma of choking <laughs> in yeah. the playoffs, but they looked they looked good outside of their kicker against. Oh, the that was so weird! So, what in the fuck was that? I, I I've never seen somebody miss that. Oh I mean, he missed God, four? it was so he weird! Four, right? Yeah, it was four. so weird in a row, and that's that's wild. <laughs> um. You're right. I've never seen that before. They, I just saw that they signed another kicker as an emergency. Yes. Which makes sense. They should. Is my video going in and out? It is. <laughs> um, give me the Cowboys here. I'm going to tell you why. I think, well, I know uh, that Micah Parsons is an absolute beast. Would you agree? Oh, yes. In addition, San Francisco has now won 11 consecutive games. I think it is very, very hard to win 12 consecutive games. Um, And in fact, they are the first team, I believe, ever to win their first playoff game in a 10-game winning streak, uh, coming off of a 10-game winning streak, which is crazy. So they were 3-4 and and ended up 13-4. and Um, I do not think they make it 12 in a row, and I do think the Cowboys figure out a way to get it done. Hmm. But that game is in San Francisco, right? Yeah. Okay. I think Micah Parsons is so much trouble for them. I think Dallas can slow the game down with Pollard and and Ezekiel Elliott. Um, And if they can contain Christian McCaffrey, which is obviously much easier said than done, I think they will... They, I think they can be as competitive as any team against San Francisco. And unfortunately, I think if San Francisco can get past Dallas, they will absolutely trounce um, Philly or New York. But, hmm. Yep. There it is. Those yeah, are the picks. Is. Put your money on those and lose because that's how these go. Hey. <laughs> Hello. Uh well, That's before <laughs> before looking at this weekend's fights, there's also the news to re-recap. Yeah. Because we, we have to talk about what was even bigger than the fights on Saturday night. What was what was leaked on the T-Mobile Stadium signage mm-hmm. <laughs> before Dana White confirmed it in the post-fight presser. Give the John, people what they want. John Jones is back. John Jones is back. He's fighting Cyril Gaon for the undisputed heavyweight belt. Francis Ngannou is a free agent and is no longer working with the UFC. Um, and he put out a uh, 
a very thoughtful response mm-hmm. to the situation, did Francis. What are your initial thoughts on that, Dom, on his response? <sighs> he didn't make the UFC look good. <laughs> I I actually come across as the UFC. It, to me, it's the exact opposite of that. Actually, the UFC stayed consistent to what they do. Um, mm-hmm. The UFC will not have another situation like Connor on their hands where they're dealing with cross promotion and seeing mm-hmm. how much money they aren't making. Frankly, Francis is not nearly as entertaining as Connor is like with a microphone in his hand. Mm-hmm. And I think on on every level with what's been going on with Jake Paul and him boxing UFC guys, I think Dana White has no interest in being part of watching Tyson Fury beat up Francis Ngannou. Mm-hmm. Because it, it, you know what else too? Something that just lends credence to what it, we've talked about in the past. It dilutes the UFC product. It, it does. It does a little bit too, and and we 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 talked about it a little bit. Yeah. Um. The UFC makes ten percent of what the NFL makes, right? Well, less than that. <laughs> uh. Yeah. Top to bottom. And, sure. So I'm not going to expect any top fighter in the sport to be making what a top quarterback makes or or anything like that or a top boxer for that matter. Like it's boxing does more global revenue just because of the gambling mm-hmm. than than the UFC. So to me like I think the UFC is totally within their rights to stand the ground right where they did. And I think that there's no shame on them. They want to deliver the product they want to deliver. And and Francis is doing what he wants to do. And and as an independent contractor, he's working with a very strict contractor. <laughs> do that you is... think do you think he tries to go the Nate Diaz route and, and just or or even like Deontay Wilder who signs one fight? deals with different promotions i could totally see that yeah okay yeah he's not gonna go fight in the pfl you don't think no nah, they're not gonna pay him enough if if, the, if they if the ufc was they that, give kayla harrison a million bucks for one fight well rumor mill is that francis turned down eight million okay eight million a fight and, and her like, fight wow for six fights uh i don't think it was six fights I you wanted, the UFC three, fights you wanted were to do a three-fight deal. Three Francis did? Yeah. You said he wanted to fight three times in this calendar year. Fight John okay. Jones, then fight somebody else, and then probably fight John Jones again, and then have his contract be done. But then he also wanted a stipulation in his contract that all of the UFC fighters or contractors to have health care. Okay. From what I read. Hmm. I did hear something similar. And that for the UFC is a no go because if they're going to tell you how to train, they're your employer, not your not a contractor yeah. anymore. They become like that, they become employees if you provide them that type of yeah coverage. The UFC can cover them for injuries sustained in direct involvement with the fight, but there yeah. if you get hurt during training or you have long term right. knee damage. You know, that's not from the individual fight. <laughs> Who might that's have long-term from, knee damage, Aaron? You know, right? <laughs> uh, 
Um, well, you would too if you were hung, uh, <laughs> dragging yes, around, dragging yes, around old I hickory would. all day. <laughs> yes, I would. Old hickory. Um, but like, yeah. So I mean, I I get where he's going with it. Um, the UFC is not going to be able to afford that with the size of the roster that they have, and the the no, well, they can afford it. They just won't. They won't. No, Endeavor won't, and. Uh, They'll make big stars, and those big stars will continue to go on, and mm-hmm. I think some will stick around, too. So I think UFC will uh, stay relevant. I also think that we'll we'll see some fighters do some weird things. <laughs> I've said <laughs> this before, 10 years. and Ryan, I want to hear your thoughts on this, I've mm-hmm. on the whole situation, not just what I'm about to say. I've said this before. I'm going to say it again. Actually, two things. Competition is not bad. We've seen this with golf right live golf is not really taking away from the pga tour they've taken a few of the biggest names uh they just got a tv deal they'll i think i don't know if they're still going to do the youtube thing whatever right but competition is not bad so if bellator can figure out a way for example or one fc or whoever can get francis even to just do one fight that's great it it just makes the ufc have to be better and i totally support that the other thing is I really don't think Francis is that compelling of a fighter. I don't think he's that interesting to watch. It's Fair. fun to see him send guys to Zarlac 12. But <laughs> but on some level, it's like, it's it's not really that interesting. Now, it would be interesting to watch John Jones beat him, which I think mm-hmm. would happen. It was interesting watching Cyril Gaon beat him, even though the judges didn't see it that way. Mm-hmm. And I think Francis would be absolutely he would be lying through his teeth if he said, or if, if he, if he thinks he means that he's not afraid of John Jones or Sierra gone, I don't think he's afraid of them. Like, Oh my God, they're going to kill me. I think he knows that on any given night, either of those two guys could beat him. Sure. Oh, sure. And, and he wants to maintain this mystique of like, look, I just annihilate these guys, but he didn't look great against Sierra gone. We broke that down a couple weeks ago. Well, and we can he, prove that wrong with Derek Lewis. Like he didn't pull the trigger because he was afraid. But people don't remember that. Yeah, people fair. don't remember that fight. Yeah, I do, and it was super <laughs> weird. Anyway, yeah, I just I don't think the UFC needs him. I think the heavyweight division is way more interesting now with John Jones, Cyril Gaon, whatever's going to happen with Stipe, Pavlovich, Curtis Blades, Tom Aspinall. There's like yeah. a, a few names in there that are not now going to be held up. Because Cyril Gaon is a prolific fighter. I mean, we've mm-hmm. we've seen him one, two, three. It'll be four times in about 17 months. That's that's mm-hmm. pretty good for a heavyweight. You don't see that too often. So, but, um, but And also, there's a lot of UFC people that know that he is the toughest matchup for John Jones, stylistically. Yeah. Ryan, what do you think? Um, I agree with you that it, the, the uncertainty of Francis being in the division gives a lot more opportunity for everybody that is there mm-hmm. to get some type of new opportunity. Um, things that you just mentioned, Curtis Blades, it's very interesting, right? Wrestling heavy um, has shown to be pretty dominant when he can get his game off. Uh, mm-hmm. Tom Aspinall, he's still a little bit of an unknown and he's going to be coming back from injury. I'd love to see him get some type of opportunity as well. Uh Who's that? Sergey Pavlovich, the guy who just destroyed um, Derek Lewis. You know yeah. that's that's intriguing. 
right? But you wouldn't say that he could do that against Francis Ngannou because Francis probably would just smash him. Yeah. But the thing I got out of it the most with Francis is that it keeps coming back to they're referring that he slept in his car. He went to France to box that he fell into MMA as an alternative, but really he wants to box. Yeah. So I think, I think he's going to go and fight somebody in, in boxing. And you know, I, I don't know how that's going to go. I I don't know how that's going to, who do you think he's going to fight? I don't think it's going to be a like a celebrity because I don't either. There's any well, celebrity that, that would, that would be now. absurd. I yes. think he'll fight a box. I think he'll fight a heavyweight with a well. Well, I would say that's well, that's yeah, a safe. Obviously, the <laughs> nice thing about another... this, the <laughs> nice thing about this is we know he's for sure going to have to fight a heavyweight. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And I think they'd give him somebody with a with a barat with a small but bright record. I would see him, them giving him somebody with like a three and O or a three and one. Okay. Like somebody who's a prospect, but is he going to do that? Because the, the thing is that he wants to box so that he can make like life changing money and only mm-hmm. have to do it a couple of times. And I think We'd that would just be to bigger. prove himself. And then he can take anyone else. Mm. Okay. So let's go 10 to one. Okay. ESPN's heavyweight rankings right now. Uh, Jermaine Franklin, I'm not familiar with him. His most recent fight, he lost in November to Dillian White. Um, Otto Wallen, who is most known for the guy who tried to stick his thumb in Tyson Fury's cut, um, actually looked pretty competitive against Tyson Fury in that fight. That's his only loss. He's 24 and one. Joseph Parker is a name boxing heads know. He's 30 and three, but his only losses have come to huge names. Anthony Joshua. Um, I think he has lost to Tyson Fury as well. Dillian White, number seven, 29 and three. He has lost to Tyson Fury. He has lost to Anthony Joshua. He has beaten basically everybody else. Joe Joyce is 14 and 0. He Isn't beat Joe Joseph Joyce Parker. Old. As well, and he late is in he in his late thirties. Wasn't Joe Joyce the guy that was standing next to Alexander Usyk? Yes. Um, in, after the Fury fight, okay. Um, I don't know how old he is. Andy Ruiz, the mm-hmm. famous Andy Ruiz Jr., Anthony Joshua, Deontay Wilder, Alexander Usyk, and Tyson Fury. Is Francis beating any of those guys? I think the obvious the obvious matchup here is Deontay Wilder. Like mm-hmm. power versus power, you know, prolific okay. boxing power against, you know, the most devastating heavyweight, quote unquote, the hardest memory. hitter in the UFC, yeah. according to their yeah power versus game. power, right? <laughs> We're yeah. fighting fire with fire here. I think that's the the obvious clear matchup. And, and you if think he no feeder fight, no warm up, no. Nice. No, there's no there's no incentive for. Yeah, I guess Francis that's true. to do that. Otherwise, he would have negotiated something that will allow, or would have tried to negotiate something that would have allowed him to do that while still fighting the UFC. And maybe that's something that we don't know that he was willing to sign a longer contract if he could also fight boxing, maybe have mm-hmm. the UFC co promote 
maybe they didn't want to do that. Or maybe he didn't want to have the USC co-promote that he wanted to focus in on that. Because I'm sure they want him to be active. He's going to be, or he was, the heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. And now he's released. Yeah. Well, since he is released, and we are a UFC-centric pretty neat podcast, what do you think of Jones? Uh, I'm going to jump right out. If I heard correctly, he signed an eight-fight contract with the UFC. John Jones? John Jones. Okay. So Over I heard or under he eight fights? Under. Under. But I, I heard under. that he was also already on an eight-fight deal because if he didn't have a deal and he mm-hmm. just signed an eight-fight contract, then the, 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 the commentary is he was never under contract with the UFC while he was bulking up to, to heavyweight. See the quotes here? Bulking okay. Up. <laughs> Bulking up. Got it. Out of yeah. the testing pool. <laughs> <laughs> he, he was dating two girls, Deca and Anabar. Is that them? Yeah. No, it's a, <laughs> and that, that's the question. And that's what I, I would like to get clarification on. Did he sign an extension to his current deal for mm-hmm. eight more fights, which the UFC's position would be almost assuredly, you're going to retire with the UFC, you're not going to go and fight anywhere else. Yep. Right. I think they did something similar with uh, Masvidal, right? At 37, yes. Yes. signed this huge fight extension. You're like, you're not fighting that many times. Let's yeah. not kid ourselves. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I, I understand the UFC's position there, but I'm also curious on was he under contract? How many fights did he currently have? Obviously, when you sign a new contract, it supersedes what you had previously. Yeah. But I we don't I don't know the details. I, I don't think many people do, if if Interesting. any. Interesting. And what if he just comes out and loses? That would be well, terrible for the UFC. It's not impossible. Like, and like really, I, I I constantly think back to myself, like John Jones really is like he's the he's the GOAT. I'm not going to deny that Uh, a heavy, heavy, a backbone of him though is wrestling and grappling. And that has not looked the greatest in his last few fights. And now he's moving up to bigger guys. And like you, you talked about like watching Francis and Jones like I, th- I feel like that would be so that would be so competitive, um, and like Cyril is the right matchup to bring Jones back. Uh, and I, I, I really want to see how France, how Jones does. I, I'm so, I'm so, I'm, so, I have it in my head that he's going to come back and just not be what he was. So well, if you believe the stories. Dreams. If you believe the stories, even when he so was at long. 205, he would train with heavyweights, names people would know, and toss them around the gym. That's what they say. I I believe that, but he didn't toss people around in the octagon in his last few fights. So Agreed. I'm like, I'm like, I have no reason to believe that with bigger guys he will do better. But at the same time, he still has the freakish reach. He has the longest reach in the UFC. He has the reach of like a seven foot man. So like, 
I, I think that his jabs might actually do a lot for him with Cyril. I, I'm just, I just don't know what he's going to do. I really don't know what he's going to do. And I think that I just have it in my head that it's going to be God. bad. He has <laughs> a three and a half inch reach advantage and a three inch leg reach advantage over Cyril Gaunt. He uses That's all of insane. it too. He uses all of it. That is so crazy. <sighs> He'll probably win a decision. Ooh! What is this on 285 on UFC.com? The third fight from the top. Do you guys see this? No. <laughs> is it Nunez? No. <laughs> what in the fuck? 285. Bo Nickel and Jamie Pickett. What? Third from the top on UFC's site for it right now, which is... Which is uh, you know, they the order of this can move around a little bit, but yeah. Ooh, Bo Nickel. Talk about announcements. Jeez, that's UFC 285. That's yep. March 4th, right? Right there. Okay, that's a good card. That that's a good card to be on for his yeah. uh for his debut. I like that. Yes. Bo Nickel, there it is. And this is the card that they just announced Valentina. Yes, which fighting. is not on here yet. And Alexa which Grasso. Is, and Alexa Grasso, which is not on here. Now, I also heard that um, Nunez versus Aldana is being finalized for this card also. Really? I, I, I heard that that was being announced. I didn't know it was going to be on the same card. Can you have... Well, you can have three title fights, but... Yeah. Would they do three title fights for this? For John Jones' return? They well, I, they're not going to put... And they're not going to put. They're not going to have Valentina or Nunez headline. No, another no, card. Two eighty five is John Jones Cyril Gone. So let's hypothetically, right? They put them all in the same card. John Jones Cyril Gone. That's your main event. Co-main event is either Amanda or Valentina. And well, then if if Amanda's on, it's definitely Amanda. Amanda, then Valentina. Mm-hmm. But then you have Bo Nickel, Jamie Pickett. That's got to be on the main card. Yep. Jeff Neal versus Shavkat Rock, Shavkat Rachmanov has yeah. to be on the main card. Yep, yep. And Brunson, then you got Duplessis. Dred Brunson and Duplessis. Mm-hmm. I guess that could be the featured prelim, but I mean, Duplessis opened up the the last main card. Yeah, you know what? Card. I think Julian Marquez and and Mark Andre Barrio will be the uh, will be the m- main prelim. Fuck, you got Cody Garbrandt on this card too? I think that's a prelim fight. Yeah, I mean he's gotten yeah. he's gotten he's gotten pretty worn. Yeah. <laughs> of yeah. late. Although I have to say we we're gonna we're gonna make picks soon. This card, this Saturday, I mean, it's a loaded card. This it is, is so good. I'm gonna top to bottom. Get, I'm gonna need to get a liquid death so I can speak freely. And not be parched. But fun fact, every single fight mm-hmm. has a Brazilian. Yep. And two of them, I think, are Brazilian on Brazilian. Yeah, Brazilian on Brazilian crime. Are we taking a liquid death siesta? <laughs> I am going to grab one from my okay. fridge in the garage. I'll join then, you. Then okay. I'm going to play the transitional music. <laughs> and now it's time for the Pretty Me Podcast Picks. Picks, 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 picks.
Worley Alves, I didn't think he was still fighting. I didn't think Morley Alves was still fighting either. And, and Nicholas Dalby, that's a tough matchup for Warley, man. Uh, I don't like that. That's no. a violent fight. That is a violent fight, though. Why is there no odds on the Terrence McKinney fight? I'm excited to see that because Terrence McKinney is all action. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's uh, gonna... ESPN has him as a minus 130 favorite. Okay. I, I would. And again, I think that is per caesars okay yeah i should bring up i'm I'm a fan i'm a fan of terrence mckinney as you know i've said it in the past he has a hundred percent finish rate either he wins by by knockout or ko or or some type of finish or loses so he he's all in Mm -hmm. and i I really wanted him to fight um our boy from liverpool uh but that didn't happen yeah, it looks like almost every book has Terrence McKinney as the favorite here on Best Fight Odds, uh, which sounds about right. But really, if you're going to make a bet on this fight, you just take the prop that it won't go to decision. <laughs> Hell yeah. Like, if you're going to make any bet on any fight, the only surefire bet that you will guarantee to win is that the Terrence McKinney fight will not go to decision. Um that's for sure. What a what a fun one. Do you know much about uh about Bonfim, his opponent? I, I'm no. not familiar. Not familiar myself. Um inconsequential at this moment. <laughs> uh excuse me. Um let me see. Cody Stamen is back. And that's lovely to see. He's Cody Stamen, did he is... win his last fight? I believe he did. Either that or he lost a decision to a Nurmagomedov fighter. Hmm. Wow, it does not want me to click his name. Cody Stamen and Tim Elliott are the same person, right? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's Tim Elliott that beat Ulan Bekov that we can never remember that is one of the, the, the yes. chin strap beard crew. Um, Got it. And every time we, it, I do it the worst. I see Cody Stamen and think that it's Tim Elliott. Tim Elliott? Cody Stamen is fucking. Look at this. You click on though. the UFC, click on, uh, click on Cody Stamen, and it yeah. pulls up his fighter on ESPN. Mm-hmm. On UFC.com, if you go and click on the fighters, yeah. And you go full screen to look at some information, yeah. You get a nice banner, power slap. Road to the title yeah. tonight at 10 p.m. Eastern yeah. Pacific. Pacific. We were talking on TBS. We were talking about it earlier. I'm I'm watching the credits roll on it right now. I've had it on the whole night. It's a great show. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. There's knockouts. There is a girl who gets knocked out so hard that she literally does a somersault because she's trying to not die. <laughs> mm. So Cody Stamen, so he beat he beat Eddie Wineland in his last fight, and I'm pretty sure that was mm. very very one sided. Yeah, and if you remember, Eddie Wineland was one of the guys that uh, Sugar Show Sugar Show put out. Yeah, put out in dramatic fashion. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I see his he lost to Saeed Nurmagomedov. Which, yeah, we were there for that. Yes, UFC 270. Okay. Uh, we were also and, there for what will turn out to be Francis's last uh, UFC fight. Damn. 
that is pretty crazy to think that we were in the room for yeah. that. Um, but we would be. I mean, for the Pretty Neat Podcast. Of course they'd call us. Uh, then we move into the the regular prelims. And uh, Gabriel Bonfim, I'm assuming related to Ishmael Bonfim, who is fighting Terrence McKinney, um, is fighting uh, Munir. Is that what you said? Munir Lazez? Munir Lazez? Uh, yeah, that sounds, that looks right to me. Munir. Would that be a Tunisian fighter or a Tunisian fighter? <laughs> I like he's Tunisian. T- he's Tunisian. I like that. I like the way that sounds. Um, I'm excited about the heavyweight bout after that. Shamil Abdurakhmanov. Jailton Almeida. Abdurakhmanov. Abdurakhmanov. And uh, Jailton Almeida. That'll be a fun is that the biggest? Is that the Grand biggest favorite on the on the on the card? He's a minus nine hundred. Jesus. Uh, <laughs> ESPN has him at a minus one thousand. And that uh, has I mean, got Aaron, to be the Aaron's biggest on, favorite. Aaron's on ESPN. Uh, oh, I wasn't before. Yeah, you are now. But look, on Andraj now, now it's a, is a minus five hundred, which is pretty big. Yeah, that is the biggest favorite on the card, and that's that's Jesus. one of the biggest favorites we'll see all year. In an MMA I wonder fight, why. yes, it's got to be sub sub average man. He's uh he's got five wins in a row at least in his five fights. Yeah, sub sub KO sub sub. Parker yeah. Porter. Yeah. Oh, I remember this guy. Mm-hmm. Um, from two seventy nine. Yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. Yep. That that's just problems for Shamil. That's Shamil. You don't yeah, see yeah. a lot of heavyweight guys get submitted. No, that's true. They have the ESPN has it listed as being on the early prelims. Got it. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see. Yes, it's the the main fight on the early prelims. Yes, this is a stacked card. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, they're going to put the prelims on ABC, so it's got to. Yep. You got to got to get the eyes eyeballs on it. Yep. Mm-hmm. Do you have any initial or uh, thoughts on Tiago Moises making his 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 return? When's the last time he fought? I feel like it's been a minute, but he... uh, June, June, Chris Jones was Tiago's. on the Sarukian, uh, Sarukian Gamrot, yep. fight night card. That's the case of the Gamrot episode. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so three of his last five, he lost to Islam. No shame there. No. Beat Bobby Green. That, yeah, that's yeah, I was about to say. That's impressive. Anthony Anthony Fluffy Hernandez. He beat as well. Who's a, he's mm-hmm. a pretty good up and comer. Mm. Yeah, I like Tiago against uh, Mel Quiazale Costa. Yeah, right. That is a that is a name. <laughs> yeah, that's a tough one. Is he in? Is he in the new running for our name champion or my name champion? I guess. <laughs> Mel. Well, I mean, it depends on what his nickname is. Right, Melchiazel. His <laughs> nickname is Milk Coffee. <laughs> Much easier. I don't think so, buddy. He <laughs> he has been uh, disqualified from the the name yeah, champion you know, power rankings. See yourself out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Take your knives and go. <laughs> <clears throat> Why? Well, just... Correct me if I'm wrong. The Gregory Rodriguez fight got canceled. Did it? I have not heard anything about that fight being canceled. Yeah, I thought his opponent, uh, Bruno Fajeda, um, 
had to pull out because that was, you said there were two Brazilian on Brazilian fights and that was one of them. Uh, Moises and Costa is the other Moises one. Moises and yeah. Costa is the other one. Yeah, I think you're right. That must have been canceled. They got Gregory Rodriguez's body all grayed out, like, you know, like yeah, he I just don't died know what in the video game. <laughs> I've never understood why they do that. I don't either. I don't either. It's very strange. It's very strange. Yeah. Oh, well, let's just hope that it's not a sign of things to come. God, I hope not. I, I like Rodriguez in this fight myself. It's but... on the UFC's website. Yeah. I would pick Rodriguez if I had the Same. pick. He is a slight uh, underdog here. Yeah. I, I I think his name is Robocop. Yeah. So I'm picking him just because of that. Okay. Fair. He, You know what? He does stick his chin out. That is a problem if Bruno no, tends to. They got people. him. They got Rodriguez as a uh, minus 310. Huh. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was looking do. at the next fight. Yeah. Oh, Shogun. Yeah. Oh, Shogun's mm-hmm. going to get fucked up, I think. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Right. Retirement fight. I think Shogun's done within the second, but within the first two rounds, probably. Uh, have you guys been watching Embedded? Mm-hmm. No, not yet. Okay. Oh, you have seen it, Aaron? Have you seen today's yep. episode three? All right. Yep. Yep. I'm caught up. And uh, man, <laughs> a lot of the fighters that I thought were older are sure excited to meet <laughs> Shogun there. Yeah, hero. they sh- they really are. Especially like, one oh one my. big name. <laughs> yeah. Was all, I mean, all lit up for it. Yeah, there's one big name that's all lit up to meet his hero. And I'm like, holy shit. Yeah, our hero Ooh, is very and, old. And <laughs> Shogun really didn't seem like he could care less. Yeah. <laughs> he no. was just like, all right, cool, dude. He's like, oh, you watched me fight? And what yeah, do you yeah. do now? Oh, you're yeah. a champion? Oh, oh. cool. Oh, you're you're on this card too. Oh, okay. <laughs> oh, yeah. neat. Nice. That's cool. Um <laughs> one of looking the things, at you, Davis and Figueredo. Yeah, we are. <laughs> um, one of the things I did like, and I don't want to I don't think it's a spoiler at all. I love how excited Brendan Moreno was about, about everything. About everything, A, because he's so yeah. great. Um, I love how excited he was that his birthday is also this year and he turns 30. So he's like saving all the 30 year memorabilia for UFC. Is that stuff. what he was doing? Yeah, like he was, he's got like 30 year gloves. He's like, this is special because I'm turning 30 this year too. Like I was born the same year as the UFC, 1993. He's, he's ready to sign Jeez. a lifetime contract right now. Yeah, he is. As long I as they he keep does, I think he does a commentary for the UFC uh-huh. Spanish broadcast. I believe he well. does, yep. Company man through and through. Uh I appreciated he was talking about how being champion and like all the pressure that comes along with that interviews, scheduling stuff uh, threw him off. Uh, he felt in his rematch with Davison. Um, and I wonder if having shake that off a little bit with Kai Car France victory, that that'll help him with this one. Hope so. Um, I, I hope so too, but we're, we'll get to that fight. Yep. Um, we, I guess we already have our thoughts on Shogun. Um, we'll have a Phoenix song ready for you next week. Yeah, I don't see how there's any chance he wins this fight. Not uh, unless they pay Ehor to lay down. Yes, his name is ooh, Ehor. Interesting. Ehor. Interesting theory. Ehor, I like that. He's from Ukraine. 
Call is it Kraus? Call James Kraus. Let's see what he thinks. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy James. Tell me. Tell me yeah. what's up here. Yeah, he's from Ukraine. No, gotta give it to the Ukrainian. Yeah. Fighting spirit. Yeah, fighting spirit. Who who uh hasn't really demonstrated the old man resilience and strength that Glober has demonstrated? Um yeah, I can't I can't go with Shogun. No, there's well, there's not many in recent memory that have fought competitively north of 40 and Shogun's 41. Yeah. Who has fought competitively north of 40? Glover. Oh yeah. Randy M- Couture. Michelle Michelle Pajeda, is he 40? No. <laughs> Michelle Joel Pajeda? Romero? Yoel Romero. Not Michelle Pajeda. Who am I thinking of that's just it... like Michelle Pajeda? Um, uh, he's also got kind of the crazy hair. The crazy hair. Um, I he's mean, he is forty or very close to it, and just recently fought. He's got the hair. He bounces around. Clay oh, Guida. Stephen Thompson. Clay Guida. Clay Guida. Thank you. Well, Stephen Thompson also. Stephen though. Thompson. Yep. Yeah. Stephen yeah. Thompson's not forty though. Close. I think he's thirty-nine. Are you sure? Clay Guida is forty. Yeah. How old is Stephen Thompson? Wonder Boy is thirty nine. He will actually he he has uh seventeen days. No, sorry, that's his octagon debut. When is his birthday? What is the well? Who cares? He's thirty nine. Okay, okay, interesting. I mean, Hendo fought that long, but Mm -hmm. again, he was he was gone. But anyway, uh, Shogun will will miss you. We love you. And uh, you'll do fun things after this. Uh, main I don't card. think we'll ever see him again. Uh, probably not. Unless we meet him at a convention or something. Which no, would be cool. Probably not. Probably not that either. <laughs> yeah, he'll be. He'll be the guy with no line. <laughs> <laughs> what? Oh, it's so sad. It's just like the Black Ranger at Comic-Con. <laughs> oh, no. What is this 30-year Power Ranger thing Netflix is doing? What? I have no idea. What? Are, Are they, they doing the gang something? back together? Aaron, hit it. <laughs> what? Search it. Search it on the computer. What am I? What am I? Get searching? out the Google. Come on. Let's go, uh, Google. Power Rangers, Netflix, something special. There you go. Is it because Tommy died? Uh, hey, special. look at that amazing oh, my picture geez. right there. Original star is interesting use of the word star. Dude, yeah. Hell so yeah. the the guy, the actor who played the Black Ranger, Walter, um, notoriously, you see him every year at Comic Con. He's in one booth and says, "Get an autograph with the original Black Ranger." <laughs> yeah, there's no line. <laughs> oh wow, they they were definitely shooting like actual things with all of them. <laughs> Is that Amy Jo Johnston? She still looks good. Uh, where? I didn't see that. Wow, these people all look high as fuck. The one in pink. I don't think that was her. What a... This is... <laughs> Our ranger family runs deep, Walter Emanuel Jones says. Hey, Once a any... ranger, always a ranger. 
I have some Power Rangers pogs. If anyone do you, you really? If anyone in the fellowship listening if, to this episode would like, if some anyone Power out there Ranger is still pogs, living in 1993, yeah, yeah, email emails this thing that's coming. Uh, 1993 years. Uh, go to the pretty neat podcast.com and hit mailbag and then tell me you want to buy my Power Ranger pogs. We'll make that happen. <laughs> that is not Amy Joe Johnston. No, she must have been a different pink ranger. Anyway, it looks like they're doing Power Rangers Cosmic Fury. Ooh. It says, uh, okay. continues the adventures of Power Rangers Dino Fury with the team embarking on a journey through outer space as they unlock new cosmic powers and defend the universe against the returning infamous villain Lord Zed. Huh. Fuck Lord Zed. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yeah, he was bad. He was bad news. Ivan Ooze, though. I mean, <laughs> he was just—he was, he was just an extraterrestrial film producer. Let's be honest. We should talk about the main card of UFC. I'm a Rita guy myself. <laughs> yeah, Rita Repulsa. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And she was the the one the the new Power Rangers movie. Elizabeth Banks. Yeah, she was plays... Rita Repulsa. Rita I am Repulsa. a fan of Elizabeth Banks, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. No, I am too. And she, she is on the it. list, dude. She knocks it out of the park. She's a great Rita. The remake is actually pretty good for you. Let's don't say she's a great Rita, as if like, oh yeah, I, I think Michael Keaton was a great Batman, right? This is not the same. <laughs> <laughs> Because you can't name another one. I no, guess. sure can't. <laughs> She's the only Rita. Who played uh, her the first time? I don't know her name. Let's it's, look it up. Rita Repulsa. The, the Japanese character. actress that was not actually ever filmed in the United States. M- Machiko Soga. Yeah, yeah, because all that's from the original show. Yep. They didn't recast. Carla Perez, Elizabeth Banks, Barbara Goodson. <laughs> Julia Cortez and Christina Renee Farley. Yeah, Elizabeth Banks all... definitely the best Rita Repulsa. I Those stand are all Rita Repulsas. <laughs> and I stand where I stood before that. Elizabeth Banks is the best Rita. Fair enough. <laughs> but we need Elizabeth to talk. Elizabeth Banks about... went to the University of Pennsylvania. Really? <laughs> the things we learn. Why do you find that interesting? Hey, man, that's in the Ivy League. Oh, Penn. Did either of you go to an Ivy League school? You yeah. have any fucking clue how hard it is to get into an Ivy League school? I went yes. to a Big Ten school. Yeah, that's not the same. No. <laughs> God, you make me so you, angry. You have to pay with elephant tests. I have a co-worker whose daughter graduated last year. And uh, she was literally, she goes, oh yeah, she didn't get into Brown, Harvard, Yale, or NYU. And I was like... Well, that's the whole Ivy League. So three percent of people. <laughs> she she's she's in the ninety nine percent of all people who wouldn't get into those schools. Um, I have actually walked around the University of Penn University of Pennsylvania. Wait, are Penn and the University of Pennsylvania the same thing? Yeah, it's Penn. It's like Cal when we say Cal here. Um, I have actually walked around that campus. It's nice. We have to talk about UFC 283. Main card. Main card. Main card. Well, the first the first fight, one (laughs) of these two fighters is on our week's pretty neat parlay. Yeah. Paul Craig and Johnny Walker. 
What Hulk a Craig. what a fun fight. This is on your on Dom's pretty neat parlay. Our pretty neat parlay, which by the way, if all three fighters win, pays out plus eight thirty-four as of right now. Mm-mm-mm. Not bad. So one hundred dollars wins you eight hundred and thirty-four dollars. And our pretty neat parlay, because I know exactly what it is, is definitely Paul Craig, right? Yes. Okay. Paul Craig. I, I was can't, gonna say I can't quit him. Just to win. Yeah, no, we cannot quit Paul Craig. You are correct about that. Um, mm-hmm. uh, it just to all three fighters are just to win. Sure. Yeah. So that's a plus not, 835. Not by it. Well, I haven't told you the other two fighters yet. We'll get there. Okay. So, well, Paul Craig, do you think uh, he's just going to win this or do you think he's going to win it by sub? Paul Craig wins by sub. Yes. How do you think it happens? What do you think goes down? What Paul Craig does triangle choke well Second i mean round. do you think that J- walker will not have learned from ozdemir of how I to do beat not no Paul they're Craig? different fighters yeah, yeah i mean johnny walker will probably rush in but he doesn't so, want to play jujitsu games he's a capoeiro well, guy johnny walker won his last fight by sub in oh, round shit, one that's true fuck he, he clubbed and subbed iwan kutelaba yes yep. he did yeah. But then he got knocked out by Jamal Hill prior to that. He lost to Tiago Santos. He yeah. knocked out Ryan Spann. Mm-hmm. And then he mm-hmm. lost a decision to Nikita Krylov, who of and Ryan, looks really good. And Ryan Spann wobbled him bad. He came back against Ryan Spann. Like he yes. he he almost lost that fight. He could have lost that fight with a with a different ref. So yeah, Paul Craig, Paul Craig. And I think by sub, you're right, probably triangle. First round, second round. Men should not dance as much as Johnny Walker does. <laughs> I don't think that's unreasonable. I guess. Uh, what about Lauren Murphy and Jessica Andrade? Oh, my gosh. This better be on your parlay. It is not on our parlay. Um, <laughs> so actually, and I misspoke earlier, Jessica Andrade and the next fight, Gilbert Burns, are the two second biggest favorites, both at minus 500. I do not see a path to victory for Lauren Murphy here. Either do I. Um, nope. The one thing that gives me pause about the fight in general is Lauren Murphy will have a pretty sizable reach advantage. Yes, and height. And yeah, she's... But didn't Jessica Andrade Limosh, is five foot one. Didn't Limosh... Uh, Lemos, I mean, let's be honest. Everybody has a size advantage over Jessica Andrade. Yeah. Right? Yeah. The problem is that Lauren Murphy is far more prone to playing that game of keeping distance where Lemos will go in for for uh, mm-hmm. for some violence. Yeah. I still like Andrade, though. She's going to be able to get into the clinch. She's a fucking animal. And she's going to put Lauren Murphy on the canvas. Yep. Tapper. It's going to be a tap. Club and sub. I'm going to tap tap, Tapparoo. I got a new putter cover that is is, uh, Bob Barker punching Happy Gilmore. And along the edge, it says, I I don't want a piece of you. I want the whole thing. Hell yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yep. That's awesome. Hell yeah. Send him home. The issue with putting this fight on the parlay, which I considered actually the next two fights, um, you could say this about. I'm not going to tell you if the second one is on if the next one is on the parlay or not. Um, it's a three fight parlay. 
it parlays can get to a point of diminishing returns and you throw in that minus 500 fighter and you feel like, oh, okay, I'll add one more leg to it and boost my odds by another hundred to 220 points, whatever it is. You're adding a 25. Well, somewhere between 25 and 33% chance of losing that bet. Right. Yeah. Of, of something yep. going weird. You you just have might as well not not play. Yeah. Um Lauren Murphy absorbs way too many strikes per minute mm-hmm. than she than she gives. Um although Jessica Andrade will take one too. Um not uncommon at these weights for women, I suppose, but um, I, I don't I don't see it for Lauren Murphy here. She'll get overwhelmed real fast. I yeah. Think. Uh I, I kind of feel the same with Neil. I, I feel like the Gilbert Burns Neil Magny fight is like almost a a mirror of the Murphy Andrade fight. Like yes, I think I think I Burns is going to go in there and maul Neil. Uh but I think Neil will take it a little bit longer. I I could even see this going to a decision, but truth be told I think this is Burns TKO all the way. Um and that's just because I mean he fought Kamzat last. Like come on. Like there's that's a a nightmare and a half he just dealt with. He got through it. I think he'll feel invincible when he's fighting somebody like Neil Magny versus Kamzat. So I, I think I think he's gonna have the momentum and he'll come in like a wrecking ball as the great. There is a significant reach advantage for Neil Magny. Nine yeah. inches. Yeah. Doesn't deploy the jab enough though. He just doesn't. And it won't deter Gilbert because he'll he'll dive in. Hmm. So I just don't I don't see it for Neil here at all. Ryan, do you think this fight is on the parlay? I do. Oh. <laughs> it is not. Ooh. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I should have known that since this is our parlay. <laughs> yes, that's right. Uh, you know, uh, damn. Yeah, I'm 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 Gilbert's going to have to take this to the ground. Pummel him. Yeah. We yep. in Neil Maggie's last Neil Magny's last fight, which was the Max Group. Uh no, he fight Daniel Rodriguez, D-Rod. Mm-hmm. D-Rod. Uh Mr. 1986. And that mm-hmm. was a sub win at the end of the fight where D-Rod just looked gassed. Yeah. A little bit. It just he didn't look like his normal self. Nope. And then prior to that, uh Shavkat subbed him round two yeah. then he beat max yeah then he beat decision. uh jeff neal and then he lost to kiesa but that was back in 2021 the beginning of 2021 so a full two years ago hey he's definitely active yeah he fought three times last year march june and november so he's he's good for every three to four months mm-hmm. i still like gilbert yep gilbert's like got gilbert too many skills too. I like Gilbert too. The, it's the same problem with Jessica Andrade that I was just talking about. There's no value in betting on him. So, yeah, why bother? Hey, let's move into the co-main event then. The quadrilogy, the unification bout. Davis and Figueredo, the champion, taking on the interim champion, Brandon Assassin Baby Moreno. Hmm. Uh, do you, I I can't I can't give my initial thoughts first because I don't have them together. <laughs> you don't have uh, thoughts together. 
do you guys think this one is on the pretty neat parlay? Uh, it has to be. It okay. Just making sure you're paying attention. <laughs> and who did we choose, Ryan? Uh, we we definitely had to have picked uh, Assassin Baby. We did, and we here's did. why. Um, he so he, uh, Caesars has him as a slight favorite. The UFC is showing him, and it's a pick em, both minus one ten. Um, I just think he is a hair better than Figueredo is. And we saw Figueredo come into Moreno's backyard in Anaheim and win. I think we're going to see Moreno come into Figueredo's backyard and win. Okay. okay. Little, little regional justice. But my God, they are so evenly matched. So close. Yeah. The, it is. The it, that, they are almost indistinguishable from an advanced stat standpoint. The thing that stands out is I don't think Davison is going to be able to make this weight much longer or maybe be on this fight i don't think you're wrong i think the weight cut will be very hard for him uh jeez and you know what this is just he's fought brandon moreno three times in a row the guy hasn't fought anybody else for years like at least brandon got some spice with kai car france Got to change it up a little bit. He switched coaches. He's now training with Safe Sayud, right, instead of uh, mm-hmm. Jamie Krause. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great team to be working with. To put a good plan in place. Yeah, I think Marino as well. And the I question think would... Uh-huh. No, go ahead. I think it'll be a decision. I think it'll be a hard-fought decision. So answer me this. How long has he been training with Safe Sayud? in uh in in texas geez probably less than a month so how much can safe Saud really do i don't know it's an interesting question i don't know it is you, you think about camps and and, and coaches mm-hmm. first you have to under i mean there's a lot of tape on brandon so you should be able to understand what his strengths are mm-hmm and correct me if I'm wrong. Is, is Safe Saud the guy who calls out like really complex? Um, <laughs> I think so. Code words. Yeah, something as opposed like that. to saying like three two. He doesn't want the other corner to understand what they're trying to do, so he like uses code it's like words. baseball signs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. He's throwing signs. He's using uh, different terms for for whatever they practice on. So if he's been there for a month. Is that going to be second nature or is he going to have to think mm-hmm. about that? And when you think about hesitation with mm-hmm. flyweights, does that give Davison an edge? Just to translate the code word giraffe into a combo or something. That little exactly. extra hesitation. Wait, is it giraffe or elephant? <laughs> yeah, I don't think don't in the middle of a fight, you're listening to what your coach is saying. <laughs> no. In between rounds. But I think while you're in there, you don't have that much time. You, If you take your focus off Davis and Figueredo for a millisecond, the fight is over. Yeah. So I do. I agree, though. I th- I like this being in Figueredo's backyard for Moreno. I do like that. I, I, I think I think Moreno. I still think Moreno is going to get it done. I do. I like the energy he brings. It'd be good. So Brandon Moreno is the second leg of the Brandon then, parlay. Then the last one is the last fight. Ugh. Ugh. You could tell we're getting towards the end. Is the last fight on the Pretty Neat Parlay the main event fight of the evening? Glover Texera versus Jamal Hill. 
Well, it has to be because it's a three fight parlay and I've only revealed two. <laughs> yes, my math is going well. I like Jamal Hill. Really? And I think I think he gets it done early too. I don't think that's what we put on the parlay though. It is not what we put on the parlay. <laughs> I, I didn't think so, but I like Jamal Hill. Okay. Why? Uh, why do you like Jamal Hill? Uh, I think Jamal Hill is going to be able to throw up the center. Uh, he's going to be southpaw, so his jab is going to go very, very well. He'll be able to probably avoid But if, if Glober gets a single leg, mm-hmm. it's over. And uh, frankly, I think that that is a very high likelihood of happening. But I think Jamal hits way harder than it seems. I think he's got a great reach advantage. He's going to sting his front front jab out, keep keep Glover at a distance, and put something up the middle. And I think an uppercut or a front kick is going to end Glover's night. Jamal okay. hits like a truck. You it's are gonna not be wrong like, about that. It's going to be like when Alexander Gustafson knocked him out. I think uh, Jamal Hill will put him out. Ryan, what do you think of this fight? So Jamal Hill is eleven and one. I think we all remember what his loss was. Mm-hmm. They called that a TKO, but the man was being triangled with a dislocated elbow. Yeah, remember that? Yeah, Paul Craig. Yes. Yep. <laughs> we can't. We can't elbow. quit you, Paul Craig. <laughs> we cannot <laughs> quit you, Paul Craig. Um, that's the only loss he's had in his professional career. In the UFC, he's had seven fights and then one contender series which he won by knockout Mm -hmm. and since he's been in the UFC officially he's had a decision win and a no contest because of likely some type of foul in round one and then every other fight has been finished by KO Mm -hmm. I think this is the same and I think this is going to be a KO for Glover because he is gonna he is going to put him on the ground and he's going to do some things like he did to Anthony Smith and just pummel him. And, okay. and I'm not saying he's going to knock his teeth out like he did with Anthony Smith, but and Anthony Smith's fight's a great example. It's just, it's, it's, it's not, it's not power. the same. It's not the same comparison because Anthony Smith is not the striker that Jamal Hill is. Nope. Anthony Smith refers to himself as a jujitsu guy. Mm-hmm. And we saw what happened with well. There's there's like Glover jujitsu did. guys and there's Glover Teixeira jujitsu guys. That's yeah. like a different level of just of stuff. Just a uh, 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 suffocating. They say suffocating it's like having presence. a hippo on top of you. Yeah. Damn. So mm-hmm. that that's that's what I think. I I also think that he he wins, and he pulls a. I've said this before. He pulls a John Elway, and rides off into mm. the sunset. Okay. I am I am with you. Um he looks in embedded, he looks fucking jacked. Yeah, and I don't know if you've picked up on that, but he Yeah, he does. He is thick. Brandon Moreno right called him didn't Brandon Moreno call him skinny? They compared abs. And well, <laughs> can, no, Brandon Moreno was trying to use the Portuguese term for skinny, but he said weak, and Glover was like, No, 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 don't call yourself weak. Um oh, yeah. also Glover just seems like the nicest guy on earth. He really does. Um, <laughs> but I think at- Jamal Hill hits hard, but he trains with Alex Pajeda. Yep. And Alex Pajeda isn't hearing a peep out of Jamal Hill, even at 205. Yeah, I said it. Um, 
Glover is also a slight underdog here. So you're getting value on your bet, whether he wins or loses. Um, of course, if he loses, you lose your money. But the the value payout is with Glover. Um, Aaron, who's a better fighter, Jamal Hill or Yuri Pahaska? You see, I would I would say Yuri Prohaska would be. Yeah, Glo- me me too. And yeah, Glover too. basically beat Yuri Prohaska except for the last thirty seconds. I don't think Jamal Hill is that good, and mm-hmm. I think Glover gets it done. Fair and yeah. sure as fuck. If it goes to decision, Glover wins. I do think the later this goes, much better for Glover. Yes, I think it would be far more likely that Glover will win a decision or a late TKO or a late stoppage. Uh, I think if Jamal gets this, it's going to be in the first two rounds and it's going to be an out cold knockout. I could see Glover just kind of wrestling him for three mm-hmm. and a half rounds. And kind of to Ryan's point, I think that's a, that is a, a, that is a thick man. To that be is what, that's what he should do. And if he can grab that front leg of Jamal, he's going to do it, but that's all Jamal's going to be avoiding. You know, that's all he's going to do is be avoiding that and peppering with jabs, use his reach Hmm. and load up something big because that's what it's that's what it's going to take. Not that Jamal Hill has been going through the right steps Mm -hmm. in his career, but this is also probably the biggest step up in competition he's had. The gap between Glover to share and Tiago Santos is pretty is pretty substantial. I think I can't see him defending it. At the time that he fought Tiago, I would agree with you because at, at one point Tiago, that's a huge test. But yes, after I, after his yes. knee injury post John Jones, not the same. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. There is a version of Tiago that is an absolute motherfucker. That is yep. for sure. Yeah. He gave John Jones everything John could handle. The guy's so. fucking Brazilian Thor. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, then Glover's the pick. Glover's the pick. So the pretty neat pod, the pretty neat podcast parlay, which pays out. At plus an eight. astounding plus 834, which is how you know it's not going to hit. <laughs> Paul Craig, Brandon Marino, Glover Teixeira, all three to win. Pays out a plus 834. I think that's possible. I think all of those are very, very reasonable picks. I thought that last week, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know what? And and I think ESPN is foreshadowing here. In their, in their fighter profiles, they have Glover wearing the belt. Ooh. Mm-hmm. So... Just uh, it's what, it's what we call manifesting over here. We're manifesting that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair enough. I like it. Watching Glover in Brazil makes me wonder if I should get some of those ridiculous headphones that like clip in front of your ear and then clip around your head. The like shock bones, shocks, whatever they're <laughs> called, the mm-hmm. bone conduction ones. Um, and then I realized I'm probably five years too young to wear those i think once i clear 41 i can i can pull it off yeah look out for that in in a half decade's time something you could wear while you're shopping at costco that's exactly right and i have cargo shorts on new balances Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. um yeah my sunglasses are like oh maybe they're on a strap too and they're now hanging around i don't know something like that yeah all the parts are there you're really just amped because you're going to refill your socks while you're there. Well, and also, did you see the prices on these T-bones that they have? I mean, you can't beat that. <laughs> you, guys, you guys just described Cliff. $5 hey, for a dozen. Does, does Cliff wear those headphones? No, he doesn't. But oh, everything damn. else. 
cargo shorts, New Balance, white socks, mid mid calf. <laughs> I ju- I just got a pair of New Balances actually, and uh, I like them quite a lot. <laughs> nice, Fair. New Balance. 2024. New Balance 2024. <laughs> hey, you know why I love MMA so much? It's pretty neat. That is 100% true, but it also doesn't bring us together. It, it, you know what? <laughs> Violence really does bring people.